This week on Brew Bloods, it's our final episode on Kauai, and we break down the craft breweries on the island and take on a beer from Oahu. So, a final aloha from Kauai, beer buddies. This is Brew Bloods. Drink beer. Think beer. You're listening to Brew Bloods. Episode 63 of Brew Bloods. We are still uh, another one. We are still podcasting from Kalaheo, Kauai, in the state of Hawaii, which is next to the island of Hawaii. How have we done so many episodes, Mark? Uh, just in general, you mean from, just That's from Kauai. That is a lot. Yeah. yeah. It's because we have an erstwhile spirit that never gives up. True. We're like the tortoise. We get no positive feedback, but nope. we just keep <laughs> fighting forward. No, we're as like as long as we possibly can. We're like the tortoise that races against the hare, except we are a tortoise with no legs. Yeah. So we'll probably, in, in case, there's a chance somebody could pick us up and throw us past the hare. Sure, yeah. But uh, chances of that are slim. But then the hare will go right by us. We'll just continue we'll to wallow like, in mud until we die. There it goes. Like, we'll just walk by it and be like, eh. Because we can't reach the lettuce. We're just going to Yeah, die. we'll see it behind us and it'll pass <laughs> us. Be like, yeah, there it went. So we are, uh, this is our last episode featuring the beers of Hawaii. This is kind of what we're going to start. Hawaii is a local Possibly. Uh, seem impossible it, <laughs> that we could do any more beers. But So stolen. But yeah. Um, yeah, we're gonna today, right now, right, just right now, <laughs> uh, now. right about now, functional brother. We're gonna talk about uh, our beer experiences here on the island. Yeah, I think this this episode is gonna be more of a recap of uh, different stuff we had here. Uh, we're also going to do one specific review uh, of one particular beer uh, to kind of have the traditional format we normally have for the show. But outside of that, we're gonna just kind of talk about what we experienced on Kauai. And uh, what's available in Kauai and what we liked and what we didn't like here. And so, just uh, as an FYI, if, if you're new to the show and you didn't listen to last week's episode, I would recommend that you do. It's all about uh, mead, which is an older fermented beverage than beer. Right. And we got a lot of backstory in that from Stephanie at Nani Moon. Yeah, Mark's getting some kind of kickback on mead. I don't know what's going yeah. on. He's it, oh, yeah. But, you know, big mead. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like that uh, small brewery in Houston uh, that, that kind of pays him. But, you know, you yeah. can't trust this guy's opinion, basically. So I'm totally untainted and not for sale. Ah, but sure. Mark, Mark, he'll be he'll be bought by anyone. Shut your non-mead mouth. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the uh, our first experience was just kind of poking around in grocery stores. That uh, the main, as we said last week, the main beers here are Maui and Kona, and then your usual and the real main beer here is Kona. Yeah, and then your usual domestics such as Budweiser, Bud sure. Light, Coors, America, et cetera, et cetera. America Heineken, Jr. yeah, America, America Light, America Junior, yeah. uh, make America again. <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, Kona's the big one. Of course, they are owned by AB and Bev, and we have some Kona here in the house. We do, and you can get Deschutes and a couple others here. But uh, as far as the little guys go, uh, on the island there are three "quote unquote" breweries. One of them was Nani Moon Brewery, which we talked about last week. Yes. The other two were Kauai Island. Uh, he got paid company again, but yes, and Kauai Beer Company. Yes. So our first trip was to the city of Port Allen. I say city. The town of Port Allen. The There's hamlet. There's really no cities here at all. The hamlet of Port Allen, which is where... Lahui is like maybe a town level, but yeah. everything else is totally tiny. So the town of Port Allen is where a lot of the sunset cruises and other ships, fishing ships and stuff go out of. So the Kauai Allen Brewing Company is is on almost directly on the docks of uh, Port Allen. Right. And uh, so we went there first. It is a brew pub. It's in a full-time brewery. We tried to get an interview with these guys, and the owners uh, acceded to my request and said, uh, "We sure, will actually be on, we'll actually be on the mainland right. that couple of weeks." But our head brewer is available, and I asked the head brewer the, when he was available. The head brewer and, said, uh, "No." 
No. We're not going to mm-hmm. have an interview no. with those guys. No, I'm going to be with my friend. Yeah. And he just gave us the devs double birds and an email. Yeah. He gave us double bird emoticons and uh, yeah. turned around and left. So we never got that interview. He sent but one of those uh, anus pictures from Bob's Burgers from season one, where it's you know all the animal paintings with anuses. If anybody remembers Goatee, he pretty much sent that back. He, he if anybody remembers Goatee or Lemon Party, he pretty much did a, did yeah. a double Lemon Party Goatee right. on us. Or the Bob's Burgers episode, either one. Yeah, either one fits. Either one. There's a lot of anal play involved. Yeah, exactly. As there always is in the show. Yeah, sure. So we went to to uh, Quail and Brewing Company, and uh, you know it's more like a. It's it's like so the all the buildings at Port Allen are kind of like warehousey. Yeah, you know, uh, Very cor- corrugated steel, corrugated steel. Yep. So it's kind of situated in one of those. Uh, the brewery itself, the, that part of it, is very very um, uh, delineated from the uh, restaurant part of the thing. You can barely like right. there's one little window where you can see tanks, but that's about it. Sure. Uh, the food was pretty good. Uh, you know, it's it. better than better than normal bar food. We didn't food. get full uh, meals, but we got, you know, some yeah. like appetizers. Yeah, we got some nachos and things like we got that. got some nachos and talked about Dick Van Dyke. We did talk a lot about Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> I think the one beer we got in common was the Fonz IPA. Which was... Because uh, we're the IPA show. Yes, it is an IPA show. We are definitely not the lager show. Uh, you tried something else, right? Other than the uh, Fonz? Did you not? Uh, no, I had two of those. Okay. Uh, my, my apologies, then. Will you accept my apologies? No. Do I need to bend down and kiss your anus? You need to go in there and eat some more mundane salad. Lick it? <laughs> Let's not talk about mundane salad. Uh, yeah, so the Fonz IPA, which was definitely the best name they had on the yeah, beer, beer menu, which is, I think is what attracted both of us, plus our strong affinity for Henry Winkler. Oh, yeah. I jackets. mean, that's the rest of the development's fault. Uh, no, I think it really all started with uh, Fonzie. Not me. No, I did. I didn't like Fonzie as much. I like the rest of the development version better than I did the... Uh, I remember you specifically in the 80s dressing up with your leather yeah, jacket. You don't remember that at all. Uh, trying to date. You, you Just had because a, when my hair gets long, I slick it back like Fonzie. You had a, girl, you had a girlfriend named Pinky Descadero, and you always you were always hopping over <laughs> sharks constantly. In your, well, Mark still in your follows Scott Bale on Twitter. He's a big fan. Oh, so. yeah. Of course. You know. Of course. My, it's such a hero to me. <laughs> That's, Ever since his RNC speech, he's loved him. But that has nothing to do with Fonzie. True. That's Chachi. That's just your general happy days of finish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially with Gary Marshall dying in the last couple of weeks. Oh, it's yeah. really just a sad uh, let's, let's break it moment on of down. silence. Bring it on down. But anyway, yes. We both had wait, the wait, wait, wait. IPA. Moment of silence for Gary Marshall. But the Fonzie IPA. But, uh, God. A moment of silence for the shark. He doesn't need this much. Moment of silence for the shark. That's too many moments of silence. The shark is still alive. That's too much silence. The, the shark is dead by now. You don't know that. 60s. You don't know that. I don't think they live you 50 know, years. You don't, you, how long do sharks live? You have I no don't idea. know, man. Exactly. You You're the idea. islander. You should tell me. Uh, you have no idea. They could live for... <laughs> trillion- you should tell me, Mr. Islander, and tell me I'm what, the mainlander. What you don't know is I'm Marc Cousteau. They live yes, for millions exactly. of years. But yes, we both had the Fonz IPA. What do yes. you think of it? Fonz IPA. And it had like 50 A's in the uh, title. It was a lot of A's. It was an unfiltered light. Actually, I think they had their other IPA, but I don't remember what it was called. I don't either, and I'm not going to research that. I don't remember it being. It didn't stand out. Yeah, though. we didn't stay. We didn't stay there too long uh, because the lady folk in our lives are not as yeah. involved in beer, surprisingly, as, as we are. They much yeah. more in, in, enjoy the uh, wine side of of uh, much alcohol culture. Culture. Yes. culture they would have enjoyed the meadery. Yeah, they would have much more than the beer. They would have. Uh, and there you are, getting paid by uh, big meat again. Uh. No, that's just a fact. Uh, yeah, I, I was only said that because Mark was pointing a gun at me. It was, uh, it was like light orange color, big mead, uh, thin white head on it. But I thought it was pretty well balanced. Yeah, 
And unfortunately, I wish we had done. I don't even know if they had flights available. I don't even remember at this point. They probably did, but they probably. But we didn't. We didn't uh, enjoy that. And that's that's our fault. And we I will the, say the show. that was probably the best IPA produced on this island. I would agree. I want to make that bold claim. The would you say the best beer on the island, or would you say uh, the best IPA? Kauai proper, yeah. If you're just talking beer, sure, not, yeah, I would say I, I would say if we're talking fermented beverage, I think it still goes to Nani Moon. Right, but I'm just saying on Kauai, right. uh, as far as IPAs go, I think it's the best IPA you can get on Kauai. Right, that I, is produced in Kauai. I would agree. I would agree. It was a very well, possibly better IPAs from other locations on Kauai. Sure, but produced on Kauai, it's probably the best. Yeah, it was. I thought it was really well balanced, and that's a lot the of Coronado times. Islander IPA, for example, is better than this. But right, this is good. Right. Yeah, I think, you know, especially when you're in these more warm cultures, and I hope you're enjoying Top Secret, the uh, Valcomer <laughs> moving the background there. Yeah. Because uh, we're still in the garage here. And the ladies uh, are watching Top Secret inside. And we All the windows are open. So. We've been uh, sequestered in this garage for two weeks now yes. as we record. <laughs> and uh, they we've just... had to huddle up in a corner. It's been sad. Yeah, they, they watched Top Secret on, on loop. So I hope you're enjoying <laughs> that. Um, but yeah, the uh, I would say it's a very well balanced IPA, highly drinkable. Uh, oh, it's if, very good. If you're in a if you're in a very heat forward culture, I would urine. say it's a really good IPA for that. Yeah, urine. You said if urine. Oh, yeah. It's like a period piece. <laughs> exactly. Now our second trip was to the town of Kapa'a, and we went to the uh, Kauai Beer Company. I think it was Kapa'a. No, right? that's in Lahui. Kapa'a. Kapa'a has the Midori. Oh, I'm sorry. I got yeah. it backwards. Yeah. Lahui has the uh, brewery. Okay, Kauai Beer Company, which is in Lahui, which yeah. is where, if you fly into Kauai, that's where the main you airport is. You fly into Lahui, yeah. That's the only place you can. Yeah, so Dustin got, I went straight away with the uh, the Beer Company IPA Batch 130. and I did the flight. He did the flight. I wanted to try it all. And we both got, we got uh, two straws, and we su- sipped from we one did. glass. Well, I would pour some in my mouth and pour it in his mouth. Right. He poured it back in my mouth. A lot of, a lot of baby birding going on. Yeah, it was kind of like a tide pull situation, yeah. mouth to mouth. Uh, one thing I noticed about all their beers, and this may have been just a product of the glass that was yeah. served in, because they gave you giant taster glasses of their they beer. They did. It was very, very good size. Yeah. I'll give them credit for that. For very sure. surprising. Four ounces, right? Yeah, and they're, it's not a skimpy four ounces. Yeah. I mean, it's like topped off. It's, it's a, yeah, it's, but it looks huge if you look at it. Huge. You, yeah. left, you left at the Y. Huge. Huge. Yeah. Um, but one thing I will say is that uh, I noticed that none of their beers retain their head very well, at least in those glasses. They did not. And I don't, again, it could be a product of the glass. I don't want to disparage them there because sure. head isn't is not everything. Taste is the most no. important factor. But yeah. I noticed that none of the beers retain their head very well. Yeah. So going through their beers, um, one thing I would really like to note is the fact that they have a black lager there called the Black Limousine. And I normally hate all lagers. I mean, that's well noted on here. Sure. Their Black Limousine Black Lager was actually really good. I would drink a full pint of that stuff. It was very tasty, very smooth. It's a, to be, not, to be technical, it's a Shores beer. Okay. Well, they called it a Black Lager on the menu, too. Well, this is a Shores beer. You just didn't pay attention. That's fine. Oh, Move on. They Move also on. said Move on. Lager. Move on. So, anything associated with lager to like is uh, kind of a shock. So... Um, that beer was actually really solid. It was the first beer I had because they told me the... They, they basically... They had six beers. Uh, one of them was the Lahui Lager to start it off with. I told them, let's go ahead and not do that because yeah. I know I'm not going to like it. So we didn't do that. Yeah, the shocking thing was he broke a beer bottle and then cut, their, cut them all I did. I said, don't bring yeah. me this stuff. Don't bring me the damn uh, hell I'm going to cut you yeah. and your family. And he said, okay, I won't bring this to you. But uh, once we got past that, you know, it was pleasant. It was pleasant after that. And I think it was a good time. Uh, but the Black Limousine, 
That was actually very good. For a uh, lager? Yeah. Oh, man. For a lager. For a lager, but even even just as a regular beer, uh, you know, if I was like out on a hot day, uh, out in the sun, and somebody brought me that, I'd be like, sure, I can have a couple of these. Sure. You would still trip them and punch them in the face. I would, and then, but I mean, that's what I do to everybody. Then you would but, cut their groin open with the broken shards of the bottle, but... Sure, but I'm yeah. just saying... But that's just normal sunny activity day. But we're just talking about beer taste. We're right. not talking about my personality and the way I treat help badly. Right. We're talking about the actual beer. Oh, and that, I think you, is that, the, that what you call everybody else? Is the help now? Well, I mean, oh. they're serving you. They're, of course, you stay, two, you stay yes. two nights in a $700 night grand Hyatt, and now everybody's the help. What do you call a server? Now everybody's the help. What do you call a bartender? They're tending your bar for you. Yeah. I call them I call them people. I call them my friends. They're all people. I call them. Yeah, they're people in a certain position. I call them Hawaiians. No. But anyway, yeah. doesn't matter if you're North Carolina, Alaska. You're These all. These guys Hawaiians. were a bunch of Hollies over here working here. But anyway, it's like Stephen Halley. Yeah. Howleys, Howleys. How do you say it here? I don't know. Howleys. You're the Islander. I don't yeah, know. Howleys. But my answer, you said. Yeah, my ancestors landed here two weeks ago. So. <laughs> but anyway, that uh, black limousine. I think I would. You know, I would actually probably give that about a three and a half out of five. It was pretty solid. For, I enjoyed it. Again, for a lager, I would have to agree. Again, you yeah. always have to preface it. For a lager, not bad. Not bad. I would give it a three and a half out of five just for a beer and not even qualified as lager. <laughs> so the interesting thing about this beer is was it's it's definitely, as the name Schwartz beer should indicate, if you have any German. Jason Schwartzman was involved. Uh, yes, Jason, yeah, German roots indicate that Jason Schwartzman was involved. Exactly. Uh, it's also very dark in appearance, almost yeah. pure black. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it was definitely had some chocolate notes with a little more bitter mm-hmm. than you would expect. You know, I'm still not... Ex- it had ex- a kick of lager in it, so... Yeah. You're always going to have that, but... It had those lager yeast notes, but it did, definitely had some unexpected things. Uh, yeah. A little more bitter chocolatey notes and, uh, and, a, and a more malty presence. Well, let's sum it up this way. Between me and Mark, we killed the thing. Yes. And there was nothing left. Now, what we didn't kill was the next beer. That was the Austrian Chicken Vienna Lager. Yeah. Which I think, you know, compare, I will say in its benefits, again, we're not lager fans, but to its, benef- to its uh, credit, I should say. Yeah. It's better than other Vienna lagers that we've had. And specifically, our last uh, beer vacation, we went to the Western Caribbean and, or, I'm sorry, Eastern yeah. Caribbean. And the Vienna lager we had there uh, was yeah. just thin, watery, barely had any taste. I would say, uh, and again, this is getting uh, super local on you, but compared to the Lakewood Vienna lager, not quite as good as that, but it was still. Get loco. It's so much better than a standard. It was still better than a standard lager. It's just not in my palate. It's right. just not my favorite thing. I don't want to waste uh, calories and possible drunkenness on that, so I just said, let's skip it. To its advantage, I will say that it was heavier yeah. than a normal lager. Well, than a normal Vienna lager that we've had. Mm-hmm. And it had a sweeter taste than a lot of lagers have. Yeah. So, again... It wasn't, it wasn't horrible, but it's no, just not, no. If, it's not my flavor palate. Maybe if I liked lagers, I'd really like it, but not a lager fan. So let's we, we had two steps of that, and we were done. Yeah, so we moved on to the Bach after that. Yeah, this is the Kawhi Bach, my Bach, which typically my Bachs are lighter. Uh, we yes. had that. We actually talked about this a few weeks ago on education. We did. About various flavors of Bachs. I mean, I did not ignore that. But, yeah, you ignored you know, it. Mark of course. about it. And uh, my Bachs tend to be lighter in ABV, but this one, they called it a my Bach, came in at 6.88%, which is pretty heavy for a, for a my Bach. It's supposed to be kind more of a summer ABV, beer. Kind of high but yeah. But uh, I will say... It was say, light in, like, texture, though, and, like, look. and Yes. It wasn't like a... It, yeah, it wasn't like a Shiner Bach. It was a Mybach, so it's lighter. It's it, not a dark... It fit the Mybach profile sure. as far as consistency, texture, and taste. I feel like if you don't have a lot of exposure to beer, though, you feel like Bachs are going to be dark. And that Mybach is not dark. My, my Bach is like yeah. if you were to drink Coors Light versus, like, let's say, for lack of a better term, a Shiner Bach. Sure. Uh, it's a lighter in 
color and lighter in texture. Oh, and saying Farron and Shiner box probably the biggest box in the country. It probably so. Yeah, it, I'm saying it's lighter. It's just a lighter mouthfeel. It's lighter right. overall. It's probably more if you want to drink something on the beach. Right. You're going to choose a Bach? Choose a Mybach. Sure. Absolutely. So I actually really liked this beer. Uh, it was light. I think I, I really, yeah, because it's it's perfect for, for this environment. No, absolutely. If you're going to choose a Bach, I, would, I think this is a really good beer. I think it was an excellent representation. If you really want to get picky, BGCP, about the high ABV, I don't give a crap. But... I think it. I think it is it, actually it didn't push the imperial limits though. It no, was, no, it was maybe a little higher than it was supposed to be. But it's not. It's not like ridiculous. No, easy. but it's not the the yeah. more. The, you know, a lot of times you're drinking a Corona light yeah. or whatever. It something lower to be probably but, be closer to like four. But you know, it was it was almost that's uh, super nerdy. Yeah. But I would say if you're going to take a, a local yeah. beer to the beach here, it's I would go with the Kauai Bok Mai Bok because Absolutely. it's. Um, it's. I thought it was really well balanced. Uh, sure, it's a, an excellent representation of a Bach. It was tasty, and it was it was light but sweet, but without being overpoweringly so. Absolutely, and I thought that was a really good representation. I would give that beer probably like. I'm not a huge Bach fan, but I would probably give that like a, a four out of five. I'd probably it, give it a three out of five. It's it's. I think it's really good. It was and good. It, it was, was good. good. Now um, moving on, we had next we had the Night Marcher. Which was they called it an amber slash red, and yeah. this is kind of. I think this is something we see time and time again is that amber slash red is a confused category. This brewery is kind of like a roller coaster. You go up and down and up and down depending yeah. on what's going on. And I think the uh, the red ale kind of went back on the downside because it's really not a red ale. It's more of a. Well, it's it's more of an amber. Yeah, it's more of an amber. It's and more of a Dos Equis amber. You know yeah. that quality. It's not really like it's true red ale that has a little hop and a little more flavor profile. It was kind of kind of bland, kind of. A malty, like way yeah. too malty, I think. Well, I think uh, we can agree that the uh, amber red category is really, really muddled. And it's too muddled. It is. And there needs to be a distinct amber and a distinct yeah. red because they're I, totally I, different. I think not only in appearance, yeah. it's there's a very distinct flavor difference between a red and an amber. Absolutely. Um, now, if you look at a Dos Equis amber, this is almost exactly what this beer tasted like. Pretty much, yes. It's almost spot on a replica, a clone for that. And yes. there's such a there. I don't know why it's so confused. Other than if you just talk appearance, it's they call it a red, but it's not really yeah. a red ale. Which for me to, you know, kind of talk about that particular category, I don't, I don't have a problem necessarily with an amber. I can drink a Dos Equis amber, and I'll be like, okay, this is fine. It, it satisfied a, a beer need for today. Yeah, but it's not. You know, I, I get excited about red ales because if it's a good red ale. Again, to get super local on everyone, uh, like a Petacolas. Uh, Velvet Hammer or something like that. If it's a really good red ale, and that's probably unfair because it's like a superior red ale, but even other red ales that that are different than this, uh, I would say this is more like a Killian's Irish Red. Right. You know, it's kind of like, it's okay, but it's it's super malty and it's super super light and it's just not it's not what i want out of red ale right so it wasn't horrible but i would rate it a little bit lower i'd probably give that one uh maybe like a two 2.5 out of five i think it firmly plants its flag in the amber category and yeah. i just i've yet to be impressed by one amber beer and uh in, again it's probably appropriate temperature wise for the island but yeah. you know just because you are on the island in your hot culture you don't necessarily right. need to do that so what's your rating on that I give it like a two out of five. I'm just not. I'm just not a fan of that style of beer, you know. And I, I don't feel like they set themselves apart enough from a Dos Equis Amber to really right. give them a higher rating, honestly. 
But on the flip side, you come up next to their pale ale, the oatmeal pale ale. Yeah, it's the uh, tropical armadillo. Yeah, it's called the tropical armadillo, which is different. That really is very different. different. I would say that's the most unique beer they have. I would agree. I would say yeah. that uh, most people, you probably had an oatmeal stout uh, sure. from Sam Smith or uh, oh gosh, uh, plenty of places. Yeah, oatmeal a lot of people do oatmeal stout, but. Sam Smith came to mind. Yeah. So you had an oatmeal stout, but you probably haven't had an oatmeal pale ale, which is, it's... I want to say Breckenridge might make one, too, but there, there's a few big breweries that make them. I think they just do a stout. I could, I'm probably wrong on yeah. that. But anyways, the it pours a, like a like a golden, light golden hue to yeah. it. Uh, it's texture-wise very light. It's very much a pale ale. Very much so. Uh, but it kind of takes the edge off. Like, you know, if you drink... Uh, a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Right. Um, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, there's only so many of those I can drink, though, because yeah. they have a little bit of too much of a piney edge to them. So I think the oatmeal actually kind of cuts the piney edge off and makes it a little bit sweet. Mm-hmm. And so you have like a sweet version of a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale is the best I can describe, like on a mass-produced version. And to me, it, it's actually a really good twist on a standard Pale Ale. Yeah, it's... I didn't like it at first, but it really grew on me quickly. You didn't know uh, for a second. I got... Uh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the food menu now. <laughs> I was looking for the beer menu here. And... Yeah. I well, we had the sampler. I had the sampler, and then you ordered a second 12 ounce of it, so you must have enjoyed it a little bit. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm trying to read their menu here. I took a picture of it, but it's... God, yeah, they, they dry hot... Okay, so I'm sorry. I'm trying to read this. It's very faded. So they dry hop this beer with Citra and Amarillo hops, and... Uh, Something about oats give it a creamy mouthfeel. <laughs> and we had a, uh, you know, a slight Texas edge to it because right. they link it to being an armadillo right. basis on I-40, which is up around Amarillo and the panhandle. But I would say that uh, taste-wise, so it's got an interesting flavor palette. And the closest thing I can link it to is with some skunky weed because it really, <laughs> really tastes a lot like that. It's got, It's like if you took some skunky weed and... Then you added well, it like some stevie on the end. It's skunky, but it also has a sweet end. That's, it does, the no, that's what I'm saying. It's got yeah. a, it's got a sweet bottom on it. Yeah, it's you took you smoke some skunky weed, and you then you that then you down some stevia after that. That's kind of what it's like. It takes the thwack edge off. Pale ass. You thwack that pale ale ass. Yeah, it's really their most distinct beer there. I and agree I that. would I think it's probably their most successful beer just because it stands out. It stands out by far the most. And it's kudos, the most unique. And kudos to them for having an oatmeal pale ale and not just a stout. Uh, yeah, I've never seen an oatmeal pale ale anywhere else. It's no, and I, I think they're probably doing I'm that. I'm sure on, they exist, but that's the only one I've ever seen. I think they're probably doing that on purpose just given the climate here. Sure, yeah. How Makes sense. They probably stay away from the darker beers. But the only I, darker beer they have is the black lager. That's right. it. Yeah, and so I, w- I would they probably... They don't have any stout or anything like that here. For Just for taking a risk, I would give that beer. And, and how it turned out, I think I think it turned out pretty well. It grew on me the more I drank it, because I had, I think, three of them. Uh, I'd give it a four out of five. Exactly. I was going to go for a four out of five. <laughs> had to undercut you. You didn't undercut me. You just cut me. Lastly, we broached the IPA. Uh, the what? IPA is, what was it called, 130? Yeah, it's called the, I don't know if this was, they just number their batches, but uh, sure. on the board it was called the Beer Company IPA Batch 130. And it uses Columbus and Cascade Hops. And... Frankly, to me, it reminded me more, as I told you in the brewery, it kind of reminded me more of an East Coast IPA than a West Coast IPA. And I think they were, I, I, I kind of feel, I kind of feel like they were shooting for a West Coast IPA, but they didn't quite get there. It was, it was really subtle. It was really subdued. Um, 
I would say the there's no piney aspect to it. Uh, anything like that, and almost no scent to it. No yeah, smell. Yeah, not not much aroma to it. Not much pineiness to it. Uh, but on the flip side, I thought it was pretty tasty. It was definitely my second favorite beer they had. Right. Uh, that and the oatmeal pale ale were probably my. Uh, those would be the ones I would pick out if I was going to recommend anything from this place. Right. Um, so, yeah, it, I agree. It was a little. It was maybe a little east coasty, but it was also. I don't know. I, I think I got a little more pine than you did. And I mean, it wasn't super piney, but I got a little more piney than you did. Well, I'll tell you what I think, and I could totally be wrong because I have no idea about the brewer's intentions, but I feel yeah. like what they were trying to do here was they were trying to make a mass market, an IPA that would appeal to the mass market. Yeah, that's probably true. Because they get, obviously, a lot of Kauai is supported by the tourism industry. And right. so they get a lot of people here and... Not only that, but you're looking, you're dealing with a relatively niche culture of craft beer here on the island. But and I will say, I feel like IPAs are taking over a lot more than they used to. Just to go sure. back to a previous episode, we mentioned Calypso right. on the north side of the island. They had a whole beer menu that was like for IPA lovers. Okay, well that's so nice. I, I thought that was interesting, but I, but I feel like, and I, I I have no idea, obviously. Yeah, but I'm just guessing maybe they were trying to appeal to the. They're trying to get like a gateway beer going. You know, like they're sure. trying they're trying to bring people into a um a lighter IPA without destroying your palate that's still highly drinkable in this heat. It does fit that. As we are dealing with this heat today again. It won't destroy your palate for sure. No, it's not a palate wrecker. And so I don't know, I can only infer that that's what they're trying yeah. to do, but it it reminds me more despite the fact that they use West Coast hops, it reminds me of an East Coast IPA because it's so so subtle. Sure. And so different than your typical bombastic West Coast IPA. So I think most IPAs uh, outside of the Coronado, which also uses Columbus, I think most of them I don't like Columbus hops as much. Right. Uh, I think the really strong IPAs like a Green Flash or something don't use those. So right. it's my preference. But oh, Sweet, sweet breeze. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I don't mind it. I, I really like the IPA. It was good. If I lived here, I'd... I could go get a growler of that, and I'd be happy. It was you a know, solid occasion. Don't be wrong; it was a solid IPA. Yeah. I mean, but I think what it is—it's a gateway IPA for the tourist, for because they deal a lot in the tourism oh, yeah. visitor. So I think it, I think it's uh, I think it's a solid tourist beer. Sure. Not my, you know, far from being my favorite favorite IPA, but oh, I think no. it's a solid. If you're going to introduce somebody to an IPA, I think it's a solid like one step IPA to get you into that game. Well, let's get your rating for this, but then I want to just mention just the beers overall, and then we okay. can move on. Uh, I'm going to give this one uh, 3.25 out of 5, because I think, again, I think it's a decent IPA, not quite West Coast, not quite East Coast, although it reminds me more of that. Very smooth drinking, and I think it's a good gateway IPA for somebody. Now, I would give it a 3.5, because I enjoyed it. It was very smooth and drinkable. Um, it had just enough piney on it for me that I was happy. It's not as piney as I would love. Uh, so it's not like a top uh, right. IPA for me, but because you are a power bottom, exactly. But you know, if we're talking about island overall, like we talked about before, you have Kona, you have Maui, and then you have a couple of local Californias, and then you have uh, these local breweries that are here. Um, what would you say is your favorite IPA overall across all beers on the island? Oh, on the island, get. not um, no, no, not across all beers. Hmm. You want me to go first because I can. Yeah, tell you. yeah. For me, um, it's got to be the Big Swell from, from Maui. Oh, okay. I, I'm sorry. Uh, I, was, because, I was thinking it's just Kauai only. Well, no. I'm just saying it's available here. I would say Kona, Maui, and then the Kauai beers are the most available here. Right. And for me, 
if you can find Big Swell, you're going to be much happier right. on the IPA front. I would agree with that. Uh, we've never really reviewed Maui Brewing Company or anything like that, even though they're so prevalent, uh, you know, in Dallas at least. I don't know how it is nationwide, but Dallas, Kona, and, and Maui are all over the place. Right. Um, but, yeah, Big Swell, that's the best IPA I've found on the island by far. Right. Um, I don't know about the one we're about to review. That may, that may knock it off, but for now... I would say any beer drinkers that are coming here, get yourself a cocoa porter or a big swell from Maui. Agreed, and that's that's the way I would go. Your thoughts? I uh, I don't disagree at all. One hundred percent agreement. Uh, I think it's an okay supplement. Yes, but it, and, it, and it's good to experiment with the locals. It's just that uh, there's there's a couple problems here. One is distribution. You can't get a Kauai beer company in every store if, if anywhere else. Um, so there's a there's a there's a traffic problem here, right? But if you're going to go just for something to take to the beach, go for Big Swell. It's 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 the bit, the best tasting IPA, and it's on the island, and it's the most readily available. So yes, absolutely. But right. that's to say that both of those companies had a lot of positives going for them, and sure. they have clearly have some very bright things coming in their future. It's just that that's not even being a craft brew coolster. No, no, because Maui's independent and Kona's not. No, no, they, Maui is still better. No, of course. I'm just saying that yeah. the, the two Kauai breweries have a lot sure. of positives. Oh yeah, they do. That they're just dealing with an like even more infantile beer beer culture that we enjoy in Dallas. So absolutely. All right. Well, coming up, we're going to review a beer from the Lanakai Brewing Company. High Life may claim to be the champagne of beers, but actual champagne beer is quite a different thing. Primarily brewed in Belgium and northern France, this hybrid beer called Bière de Champagne, or Bière Brut, is one of the newest beer styles available. Created by Belgian brewers as a way to compete with high-end wines, these beers are a light to medium dark or golden color and sparkling with bubbles like a champagne. It's sold in 750 milliliter champagne style corked and caged bottles with an ABV of around 9 to 14 percent or even higher. The process of brewing beer and brewing champagne is very similar. When you combine the two processes, a whole new beer drinking experience is created. Both bottle-conditioned beer and champagne go through primary fermentation in the tank, and then secondary fermentation in bottles, where additional sugars or yeast are added to naturally carbonate the alcohol. However, unlike beer, champagne goes through an additional process of riddling and disgorging. Riddling is performed by laying the bottle upside down at a 45-degree angle on a rack known as a pupitre. The sediment collects in the neck of the bottle as the bottle is turned every few days. After about six to eight weeks, the disgorging begins. The bottleneck is frozen with dry ice, the cork is removed, and all the sediment is taken from the bottle. This used to be performed by a trained specialist, but is now done by a machine. After that, additional yeast or sugar is added to the bottle for a third fermentation. Then the bottle is allowed to sit for years to allow the complex spicy flavors and rich carbonation to develop. This process creates a refreshing experience that has the malt and hoppiness of a beer and the light sparkling feel of a champagne in the mouth. These beers aren't cheap and usually go for $30 or more a bottle. This isn't an everyday drinking beer, but a special occasion beverage that you want to save for special moments in your life.
So here we are on our very last day. We're in the waning hours of our <laughs> trip to Kauai, Hawaii. And we're sitting in the garage once again later today from our uh, Hawaiian recording studios (laughs) here in Kauai. Uh, We are in the garage as usual, surrounded by surfboards and all kinds of wood, wooden uh, tools and things like that. Not wooden tools, but tools to (laughs) use on wood. (laughs) Exactly. It's not like a caveman that constructed their tools out of wood. (laughs) Exactly. Now, uh, Mark and I are notoriously clumsy and couldn't have gotten out of this whole trip without breaking uh, of course not. at this house that we stayed at. So. No, we stayed at my, my friend Rob's house, and uh, Dustin, Had just to, low a few minutes ago, destroyed a, cer- a certain smoking accessory. So, yeah, a certain device for smoking edibles. Uh, edibles. Not edibles, but plant-type <laughs> smoke things. Edibles. I guess you don't smoke edibles, but... We'll call it a hookah pipe yes. for anyone listening. For legal purposes, we'll call it a hookah pipe, but... Uh, Dustin was uh, was blazing away, and then uh, you know it constantly. Then he was just running around the uh, living room, tripped and fell, and smashed it, and got uh, a little I bit. Lost, of, I lost my mind and just shattered it across the floor. He got a little bit of pipe glass in his eye, so we yeah, had exactly. to uh, quickly run to the emergency room on top of that, which we had to call the Hawaiian ambulance. Which and, that sobered uh, me up enough to be able to do this review now. So yeah, and so here we are. We're back part. now. He's got an eye patch. I got a save shot, and I'm back. Save shot and eye patch, yep. and uh, his eye patch is made out of diamonds and purple velvet, so he's well, well, uh, quaffed in and the face. Everyone, rest easy. We have another thing of save shots over here for any of us. We might just end the show with save shots. <laughs> exactly, and we do it full Uma Thurman style from Pulp Fiction, which we will. You'll hear the recording of us laying each other down and stabbing each other in the heart. Yes, that's another shorty. As we end the show, and we're saying probst on the way out. Well, that'll be a shorty. Yeah, it is a shorty. <laughs> Oh, this continuous series of uh, shorties that we're gonna, never going to ever produce. Right. That They may appear on The Break Room, uh, another uh, podcast that is on the Breakout Media Network. No, it will never appear. Okay, it may not. But in any case, that show's not important. What is important is the beer we're talking about today. Yeah, so for our last trip, we figured that uh, we would actually take on a beer. We've been do we've done in the first segment we did. Uh, the last part of this trip, not yeah. for our last trip. Yeah, we did... Uh, well, we did reviews of the local places. And Although Mark in, was on a bit of a trip earlier. Yeah, not quite as fanciful as your own no, that I had to use true. a safe shot on for you. That's true. Because uh, He was know. on a white wine spritzer bender, so it was a little <laughs> yeah. different. But not quite as uh, not quite as potent as your uh, K2 and uh, <laughs> weed high that sent you into like a Tasmanian devil's tizzy around the uh, yes. living room. I was running around out of my mind, uh, mm-hmm. barely able to focus on anything while Mark is sitting up at the dining room table, very much like Jason Siegel and Forgetting Sarah Marshall. That's right. Saying he was Samantha. <laughs> and keep in mind, guys, that uh, Dustin was Donald Ducking it the entire time. <laughs> of course. Uh, he had a three-piece suit on top and no pants, <laughs> as he always does. That's true. Very formal up top, though. Very, very formal. <laughs> very fancy, yeah. So it'd be okay for like a newscast or something like that. Not quite black tie, but close enough for, yeah. for good measure. Exactly. He would be accepted at either of the uh, uh, political conventions. Absolutely. As long as, long as he Donald Ducked it around. Yeah, as long as I was behind the podium, it'd be fine. Yeah. I'd have to take the podium No, even, it, even if you weren't, you could like you could like air thrust. As you're probably, make, probably be more accepting at the DNC. Probably. As you're making but, your endorsement. Like, exactly. This is my vote uh, uh, for Hillary Rodham Clinton. Uh, <laughs> and then I get a safe shot and go off stage. <laughs> then, they, then the uh, security guards tackle you with a safe shot. <laughs> exactly. But then the weird thing is you gain the, tower, the, the power of 10 ducks. <laughs> Not 10 men, but 10 ducks. That's what a safe shot does. Which I think the power of 10 ducks probably equivocates to about the, the power of less than one man. <laughs> That's true. So you, you're, actually, one man. you're actually losing strength as you go. <laughs> right. <laughs> But, but all that's for another but, time. But like a duck, your yeah. penis turns into a corkscrew. And all that's for another shorty. Is it? Yes. I think we're doing a pretty good job here. 
This will all be edited out, maybe. Uh, it won't. But yeah. uh, today we're talking about Lanakai Brewing Company out of Honolulu, off the uh, Oahu. That is, yeah, the island, right island. The, yeah, the one island of the smaller Oahu. islands, but one of the heavy, heaviest populated islands right. out of all of them. If you've seen Hawaii Five O, the yes. both the old, both the old and the new versions, you've seen Honolulu. Yes, Honolulu. That's Honolulu. probably the thing you're most familiar with in Hawaii. Honolulu. I think a lot of people just think Honolulu is maybe even its own island or something. I think so. I think most people think that Honolulu is just Hawaii, and that's you can't go anywhere else but Honolulu. Exactly. But no, there's a lot of... But alas, it is just alas. one city on one island. It's one big city and one small island. And it's only on one part of one island. That's a good point. Yes. And there are many islands. Yes. There's actually five. It's called the chain, Mark. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. There are actually all, more than five. And there's, there's a couple a, of small ones. There's too. actually an island of Hawaii. That's true. But the, the entire chain of islands is also called Hawaii, which means it's really confusing. Yeah. Which is why they refer to the island of Hawaii as the big island and exactly. not necessarily... As Hawaii. Yeah, normally when you refer to Hawaii, it's referring to the state. Educational are, are, like uh, are you like in Kona, Hawaii, Hawaii? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that you're the state and the island? Yeah. I, is there a city, Hawaii, also? Like we, That'd be super confusing. Yeah, you've got Hawaii, Hawaii, Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hawaii, Hawaii, Hawaii. Hawaii. But, uh, so, where did you pick this one up, Mark? Uh, that's a good question. You know, I went to a little craft beer store ah. around yon Kauai Corner called Safe way oh very good yes i don't know if you guys are familiar with this out there now there are a small tiny chain of local uh grocery stores this is uh the island version of tom thumb uh, i don't know what tom thumb is okay well you are on the mark now <laughs> but if you're familiar with uh ralph's uh tom thumb is kroger part of that chain they no. look, tom thumb kroger have a weirdly similar logo but they do but uh, they're not a part of each other strange they so they share logo There's dna more but, grocery talk and another shorty yeah but uh, Ralph's, Tom Thumb, uh, Safeway, they're all part of the same chain. There's like five other stores. Yeah. I don't understand why they don't just consolidate under one name, but I'm no marketing genius. I run a beer podcast. Under if Mark I was a marketing genius, this show would be more successful. <laughs> but true. it's not. It would be if one of us was. Yeah, if, if one of us had was. some marketing sense, it would be more successful. Now, if you want to see a picture of this uh, beer, go to Instagram.com slash BrewBloods. You can see the pictures of all the beer we drink. And uh, today we're drinking their Moku, I'm assuming that's how you pronounce it, the Moku Imperial IPA. What's it slash the mark on Instagram? And nothing? Uh, nothing, no. Okay. Fair enough. I post like once every six months, something <laughs> odd I find. All right. This is their IPA, and the official description for this beer is that it is a Pikake Botanicals bring a floral aroma. I'm assuming it's Pikake, not Bukake. Probably. Uh Pikaki Bukaki Botanicals bring a floral aroma and slight bitterness to our signature IPA, complemented by select hops with notes of citrus, pineapple, and mango. A solid What's mango. Malt. I'm asking seriously. I don't know. A solid malt backbone adds a, so- a final touch of sweetness. I don't know why I'm turning to you for keep cold, avoid sunlight. Answers to questions. Do not age. Recycle in all capital letters. Yes. And then they have a batch number, but they failed to provide us the batch number, so we don't know which batch number, yeah. and which might mean this is a fake IPA. Could be. And they actually have a little hops to malt meter here yeah. on the side, which is I've never seen in a bottle before. The hops meter off the charts. It's got full hops and little malt. Yeah. Well. Hey. So this beer has not been reviewed by Beer Advocate yet. No surprise. Now on Untapped. We should do it. Untapped gives, by the way, this is an ABV of 8.1% and an IBU of 75. This is an Imperial IPA. But yeah, it hasn't been rated by Beer Advocate yet. But a rate beer gives it a 67 overall and a 22 in style. That doesn't sound too great, Mark. It doesn't. 
Some people say it uh, has sweet and citrus notes, rustic notes, which I guess means dust, mm. yeah. like a dusty finish, maybe. Like eating a piece of plywood. Maybe you walked into some old person's house that's getting uh, caregived meal, care, caregiven meals, caregived, caregoved meals. Well, they said rustic, right? They, they said, said rustic. So, Does that mean country? Yeah, that's country. what I was thinking. It has country notes. It has like a, it's like Hawaiian Sam like Elliott. cow patty t- uh, taste to it or something? Uh, I would hope not. Maybe if you Sam Elliott took a Hawaiian shit. <laughs> exactly. It's a, it's a, if he yelled aloha. Aloha while he's pooping <laughs> right. on the lanai of his greatest enemy's house. And he did it in Hawaii. And he, well, Of course. The, yeah. You can only have, it's a porch everywhere else. It's a lanai in Hawaii. Yeah. You can't have, the Golden Girls would argue that. Legally speaking, you can't have a lanai anywhere outside of the state of Hawaii. The Golden Girls went out on the lanai all the time in Miami, so. Well, you say that, but nobody. But the Golden Girls weren't real, I don't think. <laughs> they might have been real. I'm pretty sure they weren't. They were set in Miami, and they said they had a lanai. That's I all think, I know. I think it's pronounced Miami. I don't think so. I think you're wrong. I'm pretty sure. But legally speaking, you will be yeah. sued. If you try to call your porch a... Adel and I outside of the state of Hawaii, well, you will be sued. The state of Hawaii should have sued the hell out of B. Arthur then. Well, but they weren't real. Again, you can't. B. Arthur wasn't real. She was a <laughs> fictional figure. She was only brought to life just she was via, animatronic? via nude velvet painting. Mm. That's pleasant. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was highly erotic. Yeah. Just go but, look at look at Wikipedia and instantly turned on. Okay. Male, female, whatever your pleasure is. This is less about B. Arthur. You'll find yourself very wet. And more about now. this Imperial IPA. Yes. I will say Imperial IPAs are not super common on this island uh they're not no they're not i would say imperial beers in general are not that common yeah i mean it's much like we found in the western caribbean or eastern caribbean or whatever caribbean we were in south caribbean north caribbean yeah uh third dimension caribbean i believe it's eastern but yeah uh whatever caribbean parallel dimension caribbean you find that lighter beers you don't get a lot of imperials anyways yeah true they at least had a stout there though I feel like stouts are not very common here at all. I, I haven't seen any locally yeah. made at all. Well, I'm not surprised we don't get that many dark beers over Sure, yeah, yeah. I'm not surprised, but I'm just saying I don't think I've seen any here. I was surprised there was one actually in the Eastern Caribbean. And we saw the dead guy today from Rogue. True. So that's unusual. Right. Itself. We saw a brick oven pizza down the street. It was just the dead guy. Yeah, it was not the beer. It was yeah. not the Rogue. It was just that was dead. unusual. It was to just see, a homeless though. propped up at a tap. It was, it was unusual to see, though. <laughs> it was. Of course it was unusual. <laughs> How often do you see a, a homeless guy not propped very up at a tap? Not and, very often. And the spigot uh, bored through his head, delivering some Bud Light. Maybe sometimes, but not very often. Not not very often at all. <laughs> so uh, after this, we're gonna we're gonna learn you about some Lanakai beer here, and after that, we'll get to the beer itself. Lanakai Brewing Company is a craft brewery located on the island of Oahu. The beers they create are island-inspired local craft beer for Hawaii and beyond. They specialize in using island-based ingredients when brewing their beers. Lanakai's focus is on the premium craft beer market throughout the island chain. Their overall goal is to create a premium beer selection targeted to local and visiting consumers, which satisfies the desire for flavorful and creative beer using only premium ingredients manufactured by ecologically responsible techniques. They currently distribute throughout Hawaii and to some locations on the mainland. Their tagline is, changing the world, one craft beer at a time. They produce a wide range of beers year-round, ranging from a wise beer named Forever Summer POG to a big, bold double IPA called Third Reef. Their ABV ranges anywhere from 4.2 on the low end to 10.80% for those who enjoy the boozier fare. Their most common beers are their Moku Imperial IPA, sitting at 8.10% ABV, and their Pillbox Porter, a 6.5% offering. The BJCP for an American Imperial IPA is that the aroma should be prominent to intense hop aroma that can be derived from American English and or noble hop varieties. So basically, 
Any hops you want to toss in the batch, go for it. Right. Appearance should be golden, amber to medium reddish copper, although some versions can have an orangish tint, orangish, orangish tint, much like Trump's head. Flavor, hop flavor is strong and complex and can reflect the use of, again, any of the hops. Mouthfeel should be smooth, medium to light, medium body. No can you hop- name all the hops, Mark? Uh, yeah, all the hops. Okay. Overall impression is it nice. should be intensely hoppy, very strong pale without the big maltiness and or deeper flavors of an American barley wine. And general comments is that it's bigger than any IPA out there. Bigger meaning yeah. just a bigger It's presence. like a vat of it opposed to it's just like a, a pour. It's like a fat Albert, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so being in the Imperial IPA category, it does have a lot of competition. Of course. Some of the best IPAs are Imperial IPAs. That is an excellent point. I'm glad you said that because so, I've never heard a really a better description of that sentence you just said. But yeah. uh, some of the examples are uh, Russian River, Pliny the Elder, the Dreadnought from Three Floyds, which we've never had, the Avery Maharaja, which is fairly available, Hell, uh, Bell, yep. Bell's Hop Slam. Yep. Have you had that? Oh, yeah. That one's excellent. The Stone Ruination IPA, the Great Divide Hercules, which we had recently, and the uh, Dogfish Head 90-Minute A uh, IPA. And the Victory Hop Wallop. So. Those are all pretty solid. Uh, the Victory is probably my least favorite, but they're all, they're all pretty solid. Yeah, which we've had the Hercules just uh, like three episodes gone now, I think. Something yes, like that. Three or four episodes ago. very good. I think episode 59? Yeah, 60, I can't maybe. remember exactly. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was 59, so go back and check that out yeah. if you want to find more excellent uh, assertions about Imperial IPAs. And it was a very good one. It was indeed. So, so. this bottle, I'd, I'd never heard of Lanakai, so I don't really know what to expect from them. Uh, we don't get all we get on the mainland. Obviously, is Kona, and we get Maui, and yep. that's about it from the state of Hawaii. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, at least in Texas, I can't speak. I mean, maybe I'm assuming California probably gets more, but at least in Texas, that's all we get. I guess on the Porter front, they do get the cocoa brown here. So that's true. We're getting in Texas now again. No, I know, but I'm saying if there's any porters available here, dark beers. Oh, the cocoa brown is available gotcha. here pretty rarely. I understand the cut of your jib now. Yeah, exactly. So this bottle from Lanakai out of Honolulu is. Very sunny. Very, very sunny. Uh, it has a nice tropical sunset. Has some tropical plants. Uh, depiction has an overall white field and uh, orange lettering. Uh, you know, it stood out enough for me to buy it, which yeah. is good it's enough, I guess. Got some sand attention. on the side there. I mean, doesn't if you're not talking about the fact that I was looking for Hawaiian beers, uh, let's just ignore that fact. It yeah. kind of stood out a little well, bit. That's not important. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a nice, lovely color combo there, the orange on the white. He wanted to mix it in with his, you know, cans of America. Right. And my butt chugging. So. Yeah. Yeah, uh, not much other this, than this. This one will go better in the mouth, I'm assuming. It, uh, not much other to this label other than that. It's just orange and white, mostly with a nice uh, artistic rendering of a Hawaiian sunset. Yeah. With a couple of uh, mountainous boobies on the front. Not boobies, but yeah. bo- boobless. Just, just, just mountains, really. Boobless mountains. It's really like the three boobs from Total Recall. If one was way to the side. Well, yeah. Look, she's got issues. Yeah, perhaps. Bad surgeries. We surgeries didn't see her I guess. So <laughs> True. It, it could be how it is. <laughs> True. Uh, label-wise, eh, you know, I give it two, two and a half out of five. It doesn't it's not uh, offensive. It's not. Uh, it doesn't exactly stand out either. It's not. It's you know, eh. it's there. I'd probably give it a three out of five. It's not unattractive. I think three out of five. It has. I think it's got decent coloring on it. It has the relaxing feel of a sunset. Mm-hmm. It's got uh, you know, pretty straightforward kind of generic art to be honest. But it yeah, it also tells you. Kind of what, what, it's uh, all about. what it is and where it's from. and Good point. And, you know, it's kind of funny. They don't really focus on Imperial. It's like Imperial is in the tiny lettering in between right. uh, the actual name of the beer. So kind of different than at home. I think I feel like a lot of mainland beers focus on the fact they're Imperial. Right. More than that. So Imperial. Exactly. 
Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So, so aroma wise. Ah oh, man, that smells weird to me. That's got a got an interesting. Got a couple of different aromas to it. Why is that weird? It's a little bit a little bit more citrusy than I expected, actually. But based on the description I read to you, yeah. What are you expecting? I don't know. I didn't listen to your uh, description. Well, that's your own fault, not mine. So you should I don't not. Have any headphones. So you shouldn't be. To you. you shouldn't be weird out. You can still hear the words that are coming out of my mouth, and you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth. So yeah, there's citrus, and there's a little bit of there's a little bit of hop aroma in there too. But it's more reserved. I smell more malt and cereal-esque qualities yeah. there than uh, hops and fruits. Uh, to me, it's fruity, hoppy, and a little skunky smelling. And honestly, I, skunky? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. No. To me, it is. Yes. No. It is. No. That's a fact. No. To me, it is. That oatmeal pale we had yesterday was skunky. It's like a it's like an old dish towel aroma or something. It's got it's just a little bit off. Old dish towel. Yeah, there's something a little odd about it. The herbal substances you had earlier that was skunky, <laughs> right? This is not skunky. I don't, I'm not sure. This is no Pepe Le Pew of glasses here. Yeah, there's just a little something that's a little different than that I'm used to with no. the Imperial IPA. No, I actually don't get uh, much fruit there either. Yeah, because as because there is know, fruit there, we're always on the lookout for fruity notes because yeah. We have it a fruit of the loom warning system that right wherever we go it's portable it's potable it's not extremely strong but I think it is there it, yeah but it's very light yeah. it's not it's not as much as I would have expected given the description of mango and pineapple now the uh, the appearance the head fades out pretty quickly uh, it leaves you know a little bit of a thin head but it pours yeah. kind of a tall head and that that fades out but it, it does it, lace quite a bit it pours a cloudy chunky uh, fluffy head at the beginning yeah. that receded nicely. Yes, and it's it's uh, it's retained quite nicely, but it doesn't stick around like um, some other beers. Yeah, a little little tiny bit of it has been retained. That is right. correct. Now, appearance wise, it also is quite golden. It's in golden, color. yeah, golden orangish marmalade. Uh, yeah, it's, there's a little orange, and it's very marmaladeish in color. If you were to hold, hold a jar of marmalade, I up guess at, it's at just your light. blood hand I see through there because I thought there was some red. My blood hand. <laughs> <laughs> just like what? What's blood hand? I, I don't know. It's like it looks kind of red through there. The fact that I have blood, yeah, apparently, just pouring through my veins. Yeah, it's really pumping. It gives the there. it gives my blood hand. Yeah, because it doesn't look like that. I, you're holding I think it. what you're in sense, sensing here is the incredible power in my right hand. Uh, apparently, uh, now that may just be from a vigorous workout, <laughs> just with that section of my body. But true, uh, overly gripping like Fisto. You just from, have large veins in that one hand. Yeah, I, I'm like Fisto from He Man. I have an overly <laughs> large. Enlarged just, uh, just right one hand. hand, yes, just from constant use. But without the hand, without the blood hand, it's like you said, it's an orange, and yeah, it's okay. Shaw, I, I hold it up with my dainty fingers. There you go. Yeah, that's I, nice. I have a huge palm, but dainty fingers. <laughs> right, they're like tiny, tiny, tiny yeah, fingers. Yeah, really tiny, with a massive palm. It's like Sputnik. Yeah, little spines on a on an overly <laughs> fat body. Yeah, of course, sitting out here in Hawaii, it's uh, sweating like an SOB, too. It is, but that's to be expected. We're sitting, yes. in, again, in the uh, our portable studio here, which is a garage, Yeah, uh, that the doors open. We're gazing upon the lovely uh, Kauai mountainside here. Mark has his high-end uh, Mustang parked right here in front. That's, that's the right. only thing we can see. And Dustin will not stop rocking like he's an autistic child in a fit. <laughs> exactly. I'd do that to bother you. <laughs> Calm down, Bloodhand. <laughs> My proper name is Fisto. <laughs> Taste-wise, I guess that's the only thing that matters, ultimately. That's true. Way more West Coast than I would have expected. Very citrusy. I, I don't know what... Uh, I didn't see what hops they use in this beer, but... A lot of citrus, a decent amount of pine in there, too. But an, but a really strong strong 
notes of wheat and malt in cereal. Yeah. A lot of barley notes there. Yeah, I mean, in fairness, their malt meter was halfway up. True. Um, it's not like it was all the way down to the... Well, no, it wasn't halfway up. It was... Uh, it's two out of four, isn't no, it? No, no, it's two out of five. Oh, they two out of five. five. Okay. Their, their hops meter is all the way up. Yeah. They have a full hop boner in this beer, but uh, the the uh, malt meter is barely tumescent. Yeah. You might well, say it had, you might say they have a malt softy. It's a full two out of five. They have a, you know a half chub <laughs> in the malt on the malt boner, but it's not it's not an any. So you should have well, some. yeah, but you should have some there. Well, yeah. Does any beer have? I guess Bud Light would have a, a reverse chub. Yeah, probably so. It's Especially like you, on the hop you just had the it's you had, it's like Bud Light had one of the surgeries where they just chop the wiener in half and invert it and push it in. Yeah, exactly. Had a full Caitlyn Jenner. So it is possible. Seems possible. Yes. I I don't know that I like this beer. I'm I'm I don't know. My palate's kind of confused because on yeah. one note it's it's really West Coast up front. It's got a lot of bitterness to it. They did a strange mix in this beer of having some malty sweet notes, but a really pretty good sizable kick of pine. It is, but it, it's I kind of that, a weird combo. I got to be honest with you. To to the uh, I'm not usually honest with you. So yeah, no, that's usually you lie. That's why I'm prefacing it with I got to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. It's t- it's tasting to me, and this may just be my wrecked palate, but it's tasting a little soapy on the back end, and I don't know if I think that might be the weird clash between the f- whatever yeah, the citrusy, piney, fruity, and then really I think it's I think it's more malty than they say it is in this on their uh, their malt chub here. Let me taste it again so I can tell you the truth about it. Pour some truth on me. Yeah, to be honest with you, I do taste a little bit of that too. Uh, not soapy. a ton, but. I get what you're saying about the soapy flavor. Um, it's not. I mean, it's not like heavily present. Um, yeah, I don't think it's. I guess it's really str- bad with the beer, but it's <clears throat> it's really strange though. It's, it's it's a strange mix. Like I feel like they almost mixed two beers together. Mm-hmm. Like they had an IPA, and then they also had some kind of I don't know some type of malty based beer that they should have gone with in a different direction. And did you say a different kinda, erection. I did not say that. Different oh, direction. Okay, misunderstood. And. Erections I don't know. I, I, I think they should have taken the malty notes out of this. Uh, I think actually the the fruity flavors would have been fine, but I, I think the malt the malt uh, hop combo really kind of confuses your palate, and you're like, "What's going on?" Yeah, I think it's all confused. I I think it's uh, a little too malty for my for my preference here, and even yeah. even you know according to the uh, BJCP, it should be low to medium. Yeah, I, I guess I would say this is a. I think they need to kick the malt meter up on there. They I agree. Put at least three out of five. I think you're right. I think they, they're probably three out of five. Their malt chub here is a little more erect than they like. They're a little more tumescent than they like to believe it is. Exactly. I would say you're probably looking at a three to three and a half chub yeah. malt chub here. Not a two. Not definitely not a two. No, yeah. they're not. They're not that uh, unhappy with their malt chub here. The uh, the hop level is probably about right, um, but it's weirdly balanced with the. I think soapy's a good... You actually had a really good description this week. I think soapy... The soapy maltiness balances and counters out the hoppiness. And it's it's a strange... It's just a weird combo. I don't... It is... Yeah, I agree. It's kind of a weird... It's a weird flavor combo. And I, I Like I said, I, I don't yeah. know that I like it. So, ratings. 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 So, our first Imperial IPA from the islands... Mm-hmm. From which again we like Atlantica. to call we like to call the state of Hawaii. Yes. I don't, if anybody else is familiar with that, we like to call it that here. Here on the islands, we call it Hawaii. Uh, Island Mark is going to be here for another 
like a couple hours. Uh, another, not a lot of Imperial uh, original beers here, at least in Kauai. So this is all we really kind of have experience with. Now I'm guessing probably in Honolulu you get a lot more. And from what I understand, there's more. There's a lot more craft beer even on the Big Island. So all we have is all we know is what we have in front of us today yes. on the tiny island of Kauai. And I have to say I'm disappointed. Not surprised, but disappointed in this beer because I wanted something. When you say citrus and pineapple, I guess maybe pineapple is there. I guess. Uh, I guess mango is there. I have to put a question mark, like a giant, like a Riddler-sized question mark next to each of those adjectives, descriptors, I guess, is that mango and pineapple is there. But there's the, but it's so tumescent with malt that I think it's really doing a disserver, dis, or a disserver, a disservice yeah. to the hops. It's really crashing the server in his mouth. Because I, I really don't think the hops chub is as high as they say it is in the bottle, and I think the malt chub is way higher than they say it is in the bottle. Because I would say a full-on... If you're going on a scale of one to five, I've had way more hoppier beers than this beer. And so I think there's some weird thing happening, some weird taste conjugation here that is giving us this like kind of soapy quality. And it's kind of astringent in a way in the back end. It's okay up front. It tastes very West Coasty up front and very malty. But then it quickly, at least in my, my, my mouth, it quickly descends into some sort of astringent, soapy quality, which it really makes me sad. So... I love the color of this beer. Uh, the smell is... I will not be writing home about this at all. <laughs> I don't write home much at all anymore. I barely write. I can barely script any letters. If there's not a keyboard in front of me, I can't communicate. But I'm not going to write home about that that smell. And uh, the color is about the best thing it has going for it, I think. At least you weren't lying to us this week, too. I decided not to lie this week. Yeah. So all that disappointment aside, and I'm sad to leave Kauai on this note... <laughs> Because we're leaving here just in a few short hours out of the sweat box, hot box, onion crotch airport of Lahui. <laughs> yes. I'm sad to report that I'm going to give this beer 2.25 out of 5. There's a few things when reviewing this beer that have to be considered. One, like said earlier, it's in heady company. Um, so You might almost say a heady topper. Exactly. Now... You know, in fairness, rate beer or the BJCP does list uh, a lot of these other high end IPAs that we talked about before. Uh, rate beer does give it a twenty two in uh, style. Style. So, I honestly think that's probably a pretty fair rating. Um, but as just an IPA overall, and you know, not against other IPAs. Well, let me put it against other local IPAs I've had. You have the Castaway IPA from Kona. You know, local, quote-unquote. Yeah. The Big Swell IPA. Right, right. Uh, had the Overboard IPA from the Big uh, Island Brew House. Preach. And uh, we had the Coronado, which is not necessarily an Islander. It's a California beer. But but it's called Islander. It's Islander IPA. It's, you know, fairly available around here. It's right. a safe way. So I Say some more it, words. Uh, you know, a standard IPA. Keep talking. Uh, that's available here. Out of all of those, the only one that this is close to touching is maybe the Castaway IPA, but I would even say that's better than this, which is saying a lot because that's like the that's the Budweiser of IPAs on on the island. Uh, not to you know totally run Kona down, but they are an ABN Bev company, right. so they are all over the place. So but, you can get it all the time. But also to counteract your not fairness, there the that recipe did come pre it did ABN Bev. It did. And, so, it, and as far as we know, it hasn't changed. At least the taste hasn't changed. Right. So I'm still comparing it to other craft IPAs available right. out here. Um, I, think it's, I think it's the worst of all of them that I've had. Um, 
is it horrible? It's not horrible. Right. Um, it's it's drinkable. Um, Two points, but I again, I don't. I, I I wouldn't have more than one glass of this, though. In all honesty, I was about to say, yeah, it's about, exactly. I was about to say we could split a bomber, but I'm done after that. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, I think they probably could focus on taming down the malt, increasing the fruitiness. Uh, I think the hop level is perfectly fine if they just tweaked the other things around the hop level. Uh, the actually the hop flavor is maybe one of the better flavors that comes out in this thing. So. Yeah, just based on all of that, comparing it to other other breweries, breweries beers we've had here, uh, including the other two local uh, breweries on the island, we had their IPA at both, uh, the Fawns and uh, the other one. IPA. Yeah, exactly, the Batch 130 or whatever the other one was called. I think hmm. that's what it was called. Um, man, yeah, I'm going to have to give this one, I'm going to have to give it a 2.5 out of 5. Give us a final score of 2.375. And lastly, I think this beer would benefit from being just a little bit sweeter. I think that would help bring out probably some of those other notes and pro- probably remove some of the astringency. Exactly. Hard word to say. Yeah, yeah. kick up the fruity uh, characters, kick down the malt, and I right. think they could have something. All right, well, I'll go out. Thanks for joining us for yet another episode. Our final, at least for this time, our final Hawaiian episode from the, the podcasting from Kauai. We've had a good time. Unless Mark decides to just skip his flight and then just That's podcast right. from here. I might just stay here and say a few guys and enjoy life without me. Whenever uh, your buddy Rob gets back, you're just going to live in his spare room and yeah. there's not much you can do about it. Exactly. And there's nothing. I declare, I declare squatter's rights. Exactly. I declare residency in the island of Hawaii. And from what I know about him, he might not care that much. He probably wouldn't as long as I pay rent. <laughs> exactly. He probably would appreciate that, actually. <laughs> well, if you have any feedback on the show, go to Brewbloods Show, or you can email us at brewbloodshow at gmail.com and call us 469-665-9827. That's 469-665-BEAR. If you have any uh, other feedback, you can go to reddit, reddit.com slash r slash brewbloods. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. We are Brewbloods on all those accounts. You're yes. exactly right, sir. Yes. Past that? Maybe Peach. I don't know. We'll be back in Dallas next week for a non-Hawaiian episode, unless we decide to stay here. Yeah. Mark will still be on Mark when we get back. That's right. He'll ask if things are available in the mainland. <laughs> Aloha, <laughs> mahalo. Word to your brother. Yes. Catch you guys next week for another episode of Brew Bloods. Aloha, mahalo, probst. I was going to say aloha, probst. <laughs>